Welcome to the Advent Sermons and Conversations podcast. This is the sermon half. The sermon was given by Pastor Danielle on July 8, 2018, the seventh Sunday after Pentecost. You can find the readings for this week in the podcast description. Our services are 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. in English and 12.30 p.m. in Spanish. This past week, we celebrated the 4th of July around the United States, doing what we do best, eating, drinking, and blowing things up. When I was a wayward teen, one Independence Day, my friends and I decided it would be a great idea to set off Roman candles, which are the fireworks that throw out flaming color balls. Yeah, we had the kind that, that shot them out both sides. So we put it in the hollow tube at the top of the wash line, we lit it, and we ran. It was beautiful, it was majestic, and it was monumentally stupid. We had a huge drought that year. I mean, a drought that if you looked at a field the wrong way, it would burst into flames. And then we decided it would be a great idea to shoot them with flaming color balls. Well, you can imagine how that went. Maybe there were two or three places that caught on fire. And for all of you safety-minded folks out there, deep breath, it all worked out. No crops were lost, everyone was fine. But it was not our finest hour. We thought we would be fine on our own. We didn't think about the consequences of our actions for our neighbors. We wanted to be independent, to call our own shots, forget mom and dad. Though I will say, once we saw those flames licking through the fields, we sprinted to our parents for help. My point, sometimes our sense of independence, of being beyond anyone's control, aid, or support but our own can get us into some serious trouble. Is independence really what God wants for us anyway? When we read our gospel today, we see that Jesus doesn't want to do it on his own. Jesus has the power to be independent from everything and everyone. I mean, he is out there healing the sick and casting out demons, and then he's rejected in his own hometown, but the truth is he doesn't even really need them to go about his business. He has all the power he needs rolled up all in himself. He holds all the cards, but what happens is amazing here because instead of going it on his own, he chooses He chooses to share the responsibility of the kingdom of God with these other people, with these disciples, which also means giving up some control. He sends them out knowing they will depend on his message, on the power he can give them, on his name, but also that he was depending on their actions too in a real relationship that includes give and take, a relationship of interdependence. Not unhealthy dependence like we think of today in the context of a Dr. Phil intervention, but interdependence that asks for and gives trust. An interdependence that means my well-being rests in yours. An interdependence that carries with it the potential, yes, for heartbreak, but also for immense joy. Jesus sends these disciples out with nothing but the clothes on their backs and tells them to be subject to the generosity of those people they come in contact with in the towns. 
He asks them to be vulnerable. He asks them to be interdependent. And interdependence, that means putting to the test in very literal ways the idea that my well-being rests in yours. They need these townspeople to give them a place to sleep and food to eat and water to drink. They must be willing to risk the possible discomfort or danger in order to experience the joy. And in return for their risk, taking in these disciples, the villagers are given healing and salvation and access to the word of God. As Paul says, my grace is sufficient for you. For power is made perfect in weakness. For power is made perfect in vulnerability. I mean, imagine what the disciples experienced out there with a tunic, a pair of sandals, a walking stick, and the name of Jesus. Healing people who were sick, casting out demons, changing lives, and being transformed in turn. They were touched by the people they were dependent upon, and in turn they touched others with God's healing word. This is the kingdom of God come near, not only in the form of Jesus, but also in the body of Christ. When we look at our neighbors, when we see strangers and recognize that our well-being rests in theirs, and vice versa. And just like those disciples 2,000 years ago, we are commissioned today, called to go out and let go of our agendas and control, called to make ourselves vulnerable for God's kingdom, to put our hearts on the line, to tear down those boundaries we try to construct around ourselves as we attempt vainly to control our unpredictable lives and instead lean into the interdependent lifestyle God created for us to thrive in. This is the point where maybe we start to get a little squirmy. I don't know about you, but I, I like being independent. I like the myth of independence. I like calling my own shots, or at least pretending to, living life on my own terms. I mean, who doesn't? When I was a kid, embarrassing but true, I idolized John Wayne. I know it's a little strange, but for me, he was the symbol of independence, which is what most kids yearn for. He was able to mete out justice, to have the grand adventure, to ride off into the sunset in control, prepared to live another day on his own terms. But that's not the way that God wants us to live. And let's be honest, it's only ever really worked out in the movies. We are taught to celebrate independence. But independence and individualism have come at a great price. Within the wealthy and industrialized countries are some of the richest people in the world. But we also have some of the highest rates of loneliness, depression, and suicide. In our independence, we lift up the myth of bootstraps and celebrate the lore of the modern self-made hero, while at the same time cutting benefits and health care for the quote-unquote undeserving and arguing about whether or not it is moral to cage children. It is not. We're living into patterns that not only leave much of the world hungry for bread and starved for justice, but also leave us longing for the good life and for meaning and purpose beyond ourselves. The great prophet, Dr. Martin Luther King, once said, in a real sense, all of life is interrelated. I can never be what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be, and you can never be what you ought to be until I am what I ought to be. This is the interrelated structure of reality. 
And he talked of how we encounter half the world by the time we put on our clothes, brush our teeth, drink our coffee, eat our breakfast, as there are invisible faces that make our lives possible every day. Who made your clothing? Where was the cotton grown? Who tends the plants? Who harvested them? Where was it woven? Who sold it? Who designed it? The questions could go on and on. Every day we are tied into interdependent relationships, relationships that we often exploit because we forget to ask the questions and look deeper, seeking the well-being of the person whose well-being is so tied up with our own. This can be difficult because it calls us beyond our comfort zones. It calls us beyond our immediate family into a world far bigger than we can imagine. It calls us to surrender control and recognize that we are not created to stand alone, but that we are connected to our siblings in this room, in our neighborhood, and in the world around us. That in, in deep and complex ways, that their children, their health, their parents, their lives matter just as much as our own. That our well-being is tied with theirs. It's how God created us. This interdependence in some ways is the most authentic expression of creation and therefore simple to live into. In fact, we often live into it without even realizing it. But it is in the recognizing of these connections that things become challenging, in the realization that we have to shift the way we live if our actions are affecting those around us, in the realization that others are making choices that affect our lives and, well, we might not be as independent as we think. If the scale suddenly seems too large, don't be discouraged. You see, there is hope in that. Hope in that greatness, for if creation is an expression of the divine, we know that interdependence offers us a reflection of the divine because it's built into the very fabric of creation. A reflection of the divine and therefore a reflection of Jesus. And so our interdependence also plays a role in our salvation because our dependence on one another is but a glimmer of our dependence on God. And God's choice to be dependent on us. It's a beautiful thing to realize that we need each other. And that we're not alone in this world. It's a beautiful thing to realize that God's grace is sufficient. For us and for this moment. And that we carry it together. And as scary as it might be sometimes to give up the illusion of control, we remember in the gospel Jesus sent the ones he commissioned, ones like you and I, ahead to the towns he would soon visit. We're not being asked to go anywhere Jesus isn't willing to go himself. Which isn't bad company. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at adventnyc.org. Our services are 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. in English and 12.30 p.m. in Spanish at 93rd and Broadway.